Welcome to This Is Real Life with Jen Blossom, where we talk all things that make us most uncomfortable, from abuse to addiction and trauma to recovery, nothing is off limits. My guests and I will expose the parts of ourselves that hold the most pain and share the freedom that is possible. This is Real Life. intelligent when I have doctor friends <laughs> and then I just wish so badly that I got a doctorate so that I could be a doctor too you can I know <laughs> so I so much it. work um okay so Dr. Melissa King is talking oh wait this is the best part she's an infectious disease doctor yes <laughs> yay and she's a mom of three kids yes even better so are we all gonna die Melissa no, we're not going to die. I mean, eventually we all die. That's a really die. good point. That's <laughs> yeah, a part of the story. we all do die. That's a really good, that's one um, thing we know for certain. But we're probably likely not all going to die from coronavirus. Great. That is the magic. I mean, that is, you know, what we're talking about today, right? So we are talking about, so I, okay. So <laughs> this, this stuff like this, like crisis, yeah. it can dramatically impact especially a child. Yes. Um, the way that they are given information. And so I think that if we as a mother, as mothers and adults and caregivers can get the information, process it correctly, and then, you know, give it to our kids in a way that they can digest and feel safe, then it won't end up being a traumatic event where you're paying for therapy because you messed up your kids. Sure. You, you know, they move. Yeah. we're going to die. Yes. We've got to go to the gas now. Right. Whatever. So right. I thought I'm going to get all the information. I'm going to get it from you because I trust you. Right. You're a mom. You're not uh, some old white dude who like, you know, you're like <laughs> a real person. I'm getting older, but, yes. but not, not white and not a dude. So there's that. So, okay. So where did it, so coronavirus, where did it start? Why are we worried? What's going on? Okay. So I don't want anything quoted. No, just kidding. No I quoting. Mean, this is here. This is how I see it. Okay, uh, let's hear it. The last pandemic we had with influenza, let's say, was over a hundred years ago. And if we oh. think about that back then, compared to the pandemic right now, when I think about our children, as we were talking about just being moms, we don't want them to remember this as a time of panic and fear. Yeah. So you know, we all found out here in Orange County that our kids were going to be home for whatever two to five weeks for right. some of you guys. For my kids, it's three weeks. And, you know, what I want to do is create memories for them. Mm. Of course, I'm going to educate them about the coronavirus. They already know what it is. They've heard about it in school. I know. Their teachers are telling them yeah. to wash their hands, teaching them how to wash their hands, which is a good thing. And, you know, the technique and how it should be at least 20 seconds, you know, in between the fingers and on top of your hands and things like that. But at home, a lot of us are thinking, what are we going to do with them at home for this long? Like, seriously. I mean, um, I'm sending them to Europe. <laughs> it's homeschool with Melissa. Well, especially because we're quarantining not only that, we're quarantining ourselves right. too. And to me, the impact of that is, 
you know, which parent is going to stay at home? Who's going to mm-hmm. take care of the kids if you have to go to work? Some people are only getting paid half of what they mm-hmm. normally get paid for because their job, mm-hmm. you know, now is gone or stopped or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So in in light of all of this, I feel like just comparing it to the pandemic back then, of course, none of us were, well, I wasn't alive over 100 years ago, but just trying to make it so that the memories if when they think about coronavirus when they're adults or even teen teenagers or whatnot, that they don't look back and remember this as such a scary time. Or but, like their panic their parents panicking. Right. Yeah. And we want to give them like facts over fears. Like instead of you know, and being kind and mm-hmm. you know, caring about other people mm-hmm. instead of, you know, hoarding tons mm-hmm. of toilet paper, taking mm-hmm. your kids to Costco or Trader Joe's with you and showing like, you know, shoving people out of line yeah. or you know, things like that. So, okay, so where, so can you ask me about, sorry, I I digress. No, because because I, well, (laughs) that's like totally my spiel, but I, I wanted to know like, okay, so is this an air, so like, can you give me like the doctor version of what coronavirus is and then how, then I can take the information and like use that to, right, developmentally appropriate, you know, socially appropriately explain it to my kids. Right. So, I mean, so there's a lot of... Okay, hold on. What about that influenza in the, the 100 years ago? A lot of people died, I assume, because it yes. wasn't yes. education or right. medical help, like, right? Right. And eventually, of course, we came up with a vaccine, and that's what we, you know, okay. that's, you know, the vaccine gets changed every year and things like that. But okay. So this is different, and and why is this different than the other flus or other... I mean, I don't know that it's different just because it's, we're ongoing right now, yeah, right? Okay. We're in a pandemic situation, <clears throat> so we don't know. We can only speak of what we know about the coronavirus right now. Okay. You had asked me where it came from. Obviously, there's a couple theories out there, whether it came from... So we from, don't know. We just were speculating. I mean, I personally will okay. say that I don't know the full-on truth because I just don't whether it came from an open air market with like different species animals being mm-hmm. eaten mm-hmm. or um, a lab, you know, I mean, okay. there's a lab in Wuhan, China. So we don't, I'm not going to okay. put out theories out there, but we do know that it started in China. Yes. Okay. In, in Wuhan. Okay. So it came from there. And actually I feel like China now has a better grip on the virus. Okay. I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't say it's like wiped out there for sure, but it's, it's definitely getting more controlled than let's say Europe right now. So right now the United States is trying to take preemptive measures by closing schools, by encouraging avoiding gatherings, by, um, you know, social distancing. Do you think anything that's a good idea? I think that makes sense. And I think if we're going to do it, it makes sense to do it across the board. It does not make sense for like certain counties or certain States or whatever to do it. It makes sense to, I mean, globally, economically, (laughs) this is not a good thing, but in order to slow down um, an outbreak or mm-hmm. in a pandemic setting, that does make sense. So what? So what I was reading and listen, I don't, I can't believe everything I read. But this isn't like if you're a healthy person. I mean, it's not any worse than the typical flu that we would live yeah. with, right? Like if your kids get sick and they get the flu, it's not much worse than that. So I think that's the general thinking right now, okay. again, because we don't know everything okay. about the virus. So coronaviruses are family viruses. There's a oh. bunch of coronaviruses oh. out there. Some of them cause a common cold. Some of them cause oh. other flu-like illnesses. Um, obviously, COVID-19 is a specific one that we're dealing with right now, but there are other coronaviruses out there. So what we know about the coronavirus is kind of what we're saying, 14-day incubation period, 
It's usually um, transmitted via respiratory droplets, things like that. So why are we washing our hands? Oh, because you touch your face and your mouth and your eyes all the time. So washing your hands is so key. Just think about it. The other way that it can get transmitted is via what we call fomites in the medical. Fomites. So really it's just touching something. And the virus can live on, let's say, plastic or metal for a longer period of time. So if I sneeze into the air, there may be droplets in the air for, let's say, three hours. Okay. But if I sneeze and some of it falls onto some, let's say, a whatever, a metal or plastic table or something mm-hmm. like that, it can live up to three days. No okay. way. Yes. So that's the most recent Is study. that typical for coronavirus? It's typical of viruses. Okay. They all have different half-lives oh. or whatnot, what okay. like different lives outside of the I human see. body or the animal body because okay. they're all going to be different. Okay. So that's why the wiping down of high-touch surfaces, that's why the, white, the washing the hands. Okay. And just to put some – because, you know – I literally came from an Orange Theory class, <laughs> which Jen and I were joking about. I was about, like, why? I threw on this, like, thing. <laughs> they have a sports bra under here. But I was like, listen, this is real life. This is real life. life. I mean, I did shower, but it's because Jeremy's birthday is tomorrow. Oh, okay. And I was like, I need it. I mean, it was it was looking pretty gnarly. No, so. I'm get, about to get some dry shampoo. But, <laughs> but um, it was Orange Theory, so you're not, like, yes. crazy. No. Sweating and. Well, but we're wiping down things all okay. the time and okay. things like that. So, you know, and it's funny because some people were saying, oh, the gym, don't go to the gym. You'll pick up something at the gym. I mean, it's true, but, like, just wipe wipe things down. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? In fact, we're being hyper vigilant about wiping things down. And plus, it's really for my sanity. Like, I mm-hmm. need to work out and get 100%. Out. Self-care yes. in the midst of a pandemic is very important. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We'll get to that later. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So wipe down, hands clean. If the school is closed, then it just kind of, what what we're hoping that then it doesn't infect people and then it kind of like dies out. Like, is that right. You want to slow down the transmission okay. of the virus, basically. Okay. okay. And then, and we can do that by so, like, let's say my husband traveled for work. That's the that's the issue is that, like, maybe someone on the right. airplane yes. had it and didn't know. Right. Because you're not necessarily getting a fever for 14 days. That's correct. So, you can still transmit or be infective or contagious even if you're asymptomatic. So, that's kind of the that's concern. The, so, yes. and then I also read that we're not really worried about, like, these crazy symptoms for littler kids. Like, the age was, like, no, it's 18, 19 or something, like. The symptoms get worse, like under 19, there's like not yeah. a lot of kids that are infected. So I would like, say like they're very young. So I think then people know, yeah, like babies and, and then and then elderly, people who already have autoimmune issues, people who already have weakened immune systems yeah. from um, comorbidities or other illnesses, mm-hmm. and then pregnant women, you know, things like that. Can you that. imagine me yeah. that right now? Yeah. God bless you. I know. Um, okay, so why did it get so bad in Italy? So can you explain to me why that craziness happened? I mean, I'm not going to, I don't, I don't want to comment too much about that because oh. I don't know, okay. you know, I don't want to. Like, but like, is it because, I mean, so like, what, like people are dying. Is it, what, why are they dying so rare? I think some of it is also being sensationalized by the news. So it's hard to comment. I like see. I'm not in Italy. I honestly have not talked to any doctors in Italy, though I know a friend who have talked to friends in Italy. So that's why I don't want to comment I see. Too much about I see. Like, what's going on I there. See. The thing about um, coronavirus and, I mean, flu and viruses in general, are there aren't that many medications you can give somebody. It's usually supportive care. So it's going to be liquids, right. rest, vitamin C, things like that. So if you imagine 
And I've been telling some of my friends this, keep drinking water because uh, keep your mucosa wet is better than keeping it dry. Okay. Look, Look at this. We want mucosa, family. Yeah. Mucosa. <laughs> mucosa, like your mouth. Just drinking a lot of water. And then if you do have virus or anything like that, it can go through the GI tract and come up. You know what I mean? Versus if it's dry and you're inhaling it, it's in your mouth, in your oral pharyngeal. Okay, this of, all just yeah. clicked on me. <laughs> so this is a virus that is is um, like respiratory. respiratory. It's respiratory droplets. Yes. yes. So the general speaking. So we're like, hoping we swallow it and poop it out. Well, that's it part out. of it. Or sweat yeah, it out. Like to get it out. Well, I wouldn't say so either, oh, but okay. just it goes I'm through trying, the GI tract and your acid can kind of do its virus. Okay. But the general thinking close contact is really defined, oh, sorry, close okay. contact is defined by six feet or two meters. So, for example, like people were like, well, should I take my kids to the movies mm. uh, during this time? And That's I think, question. yeah, the movie theaters are actually selling half, I think they said half the tickets so that if you do go to the movies, you can sit separately sorry but you can oh, sit separately they're so, only selling half their tickets yes what a great so idea. That, yeah so things like that i was and like, then oh, just like okay so now remember, bring your wipes wipe down the seat yeah, but what if i can't find any wipes because no one has wipes anyone well bring what you can good lord <laughs> i'm gonna bring my windex bottle i mean that like honestly jen that's the scary thing like the virus of course is scary to some extent although i will say as an infectious disease and as an id doctor there are a lot more scary Infectious yes. diseases out there, yes. the coronavirus. Not so scared about that, but more scared about the panic and the hysteria and the hoarding. And now, you know, I was normal. I was being normal about toilet paper, but now I can't be normal about toilet paper because 10 other people are not being normal about toilet right. paper. Right. <laughs> totally. You know what? It's so, and it, uh, right. And so this is where I'm going to go later because I know you're busy and I mean, she's a doctor. She's got no better <laughs> things to do than sit here and chat with me. But um, yeah, like, there was this lady in line at Ralph's because it's Jeremy's birthday tomorrow. So I wanted to go buy like this yeah. little birthday things, like his favorite drinks and yeah. his favorite foods and whatever. And apparently like some old lady got run over by a cart yesterday, like hit and fell to the floor. Someone else was pushing. They were fighting over the last turkey. The lady was like, listen, we're going to restock the shelves tomorrow. Right. Chill out. Yeah. And it's funny when you walk through the stores, because it's not just toilet paper. You know what else people apparently really like besides their meat? What? Barbecue sauce. Oh, my God. I mean, it's it's like, funny. It's just, like, funny. It's just so funny. Um, Kind of. Anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to, like, you know, making adult decisions and behaving like yeah, adults. adults. But, um, yeah. okay, if there's anything that you could say to a, a, a person who's immunocompromised, what yes. would you say to them? Okay. So... Um, they're sitting at home They're. I would say stay at home okay. if you, unless you absolutely need to get out. If you have any symptoms of fever, cough, and shortness of breath, if you have, this is the general thinking about viruses in general and things like that is if you have a ton of mucus production in general, that is not viral. You know, mm. it's usually like runny nose, fever, coughing, shortness of breath, things like that without a ton of mucus. That's just in general, I'm not saying every case, just in general. But if you do not feel well, um, call your doctor, see if you can get tested for, of course, the flu, because we're still in flu season, and coronavirus, um, and do what you can to stay away from people that are sick. I have been kind of educating people that, you know, wearing a mask 
is really not for people who are well. Like, that's not going to prevent you from getting coronavirus mm. wearing a mask. So if you're hoarding masks and using it for that purpose, it's kind of unfortunate because the people who really do need masks cannot get their masks. So if you are immunocompromised and you do need to go out, wearing a mask is going to be a little bit more helpful for you, I think, just to maybe, maybe this is a great opportunity for you to practice self-worthiness and the fact that you're worth asking. You, you, this is your permission to ask a neighbor for help, right? Hey, neighbor, can you, if you're running to the store today, could you possibly pick me up X, Y, and Z? And you know what? I'm sure they would say, absolutely. Yes. This is a time for you to reach out and not because we, you know, we all have this skill. We don't want to ask for help. We'll do it ourselves. Let's not be like, you know, uh, same thing in, like you said, the supermarket. Like if you see someone and you're grabbing 10 hand sanitizers and you see another mom next to you. Why not give her a few or some or yeah, whatever? We're going to be okay. Yes. Just get it on Amazon. Like, yeah, this is like, what is happening? Like we have lost all of our common sense. Like back in the day, there was no Amazon. Now yeah, you can freak I out know. a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> just call, they'll, they'll bring you some tomorrow. Right. Um, okay. And what if you have children who are compromised? Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Keep them home. Yes. No play dates. Nothing like that. Okay. And yeah, if you, I mean, it's going to be very difficult to kind of quarantine your kids for however long, but you know what, if that's what we need to do for a couple of weeks to slow, to do the social distancing, to slow down, you know, the outbreak, um, then that's what we do. Then that's what we do. And, you know, we have been behind here in California with the testing. Mm. So the honest truth is, like, when we talk about mortality rate, because I know that's a big thing, like, people want to know, is this more deadly than the mm. flu? and things like that. Um, my honest answer is we don't know, right? It looks like it's more deadly than the flu right now, but that's because we're under testing. Does that make sense? So if I test more people, which freaks people out because they're like, I'm going to, if we do more testing, then there's going to be more people with the virus. Hold on. Cause like, what are you actually dying from? Like you can't breathe? Yes. Okay. So it's kind of like in the flu where your oxygenation goes down, the lung can like liquefy, the lung doesn't work well, the fibrosis. Yes. I mean, that's how that's that's why when I tell people get the flu, okay, this is another thing that I'm going to crucify before, but you know what? This is why I tell people get the flu vaccine because it's not just for you. If you're protecting other people, you're not the issue. Yes. Especially as a mom, I think, yeah you really have to think twice about saying no to it because maybe you don't like it or you don't want it or you, whatever your beliefs are. But that what about the kid who's in your kid's class? Right. So and you don't want to get the flu yeah. vaccine, but you'll hoard 20 rolls of toilet paper because it's coronavirus pandemic. It's something. So people are not getting all the there. information right. and they're acting out of crazy. Right. Fear. Right. Which is crazy. Yeah. Okay. And then how long do you think we will like, when will we know the effects of the quarantine? It kind of sounds like The Walking Dead, you know? Like, when you, like, <laughs> quor- I, like, <laughs> like, you, like, quarantine. Yeah, like, wow. Like, will we, will we slowly, do you think, see the numbers just start dropping? Do you, in terms of... I don't know, honestly. I feel like because there's other factors going on. So, like, we're going to have increased testing here in the U.S., numbers may go up, people might start freaking out, but then the mortality rate may go down. Do you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Now you're diagnosing the actual numbers of people who have it. Some people, 
may have had it already and it's past. There's like a point part of me that thinks maybe I already had it. <laughs> Honestly, that's, yeah, that's, I mean, yes. I was not feeling it a couple weeks ago. Like maybe it was me. Right. Maybe it was me. I don't know. Right. Um, okay. Well, you know what? I, I don't, do you have anything else you want to say before we, I don't, you know, someone asked me that on the channel for news. Like, what? She's been on this, <laughs> this girl. They're like, what are your last parting news? And you know what I said? I was like, nothing. Cause I was just like over it. But I was like, that was probably not wise of me. I should say something. What are you going to say, Melissa? Right now. I this is, this is, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, well, I, I would say what a cool opportunity. My, you know, last night Jeremy sits down with my husband and with the kids and he goes, this is the first time at you guys, this is the first time in all our lives that we've been. And I looked at him and I'm like, shut up. <laughs> like, you're, like my kid, like my Addison, she's like freaking, wait, this is the first time. Oh my, like, no, no, like, no, no, it's going to be okay. Let's use this opportunity yes. to learn new things yes. and go outside and no, no, what a cool time to be alive to yes. see what happens when we form. Like, it's all the way you present the information. So that'll be my ending. Yeah. Ending note or no, I definitely think try to focus on the facts and not the fear. If you are thinking about doing something, like your actions, for example, like even hospitals like mm -hmm. that I work at, like when we do things, when we implement things, protocols, you know, whatever the situation may be, Think about why you're doing it and try to base it on facts rather than fear or because someone else said this or someone else did it or something like that. Yeah. And the other thing is like take advantage of the moments to be kind and just humane, not only to your family, but to others. And I think for our kids, you know, this is a unique, very teachable time. moment. Yeah. Teachable moments and just, you know, making the most of being together as mm -hmm. a family and yeah. yeah, and it's gonna be hard. Listen, this is no joke. Okay. <laughs> yeah, none of us really excited for homeschooling. <laughs> We're not saying like joy to the <laughs> yeah. world. No, you're gonna want to kill your kid multiple times a day. We get <laughs> that. Yourself. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but like, let's just try. Let's just try. And in another, in a little bit, I'm gonna give some um, ideas on how to get through because this is this is shocking for some people. Like I'm a teacher, yeah. So I'm kind of like giddy inside a yeah. little bit, like just a little yeah. bit. But like other people are like, holy crap, I can't even deal with my kids on the weekend. Now I'm gonna have them home for three weeks. For three weeks. So we are so we are brainstorming. But I just I wanted to bring Melissa on because not only is she brilliantly smart, but she can communicate very well, and she's a mom, and she's us. So Melissa. Thank you. You're welcome. I Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. No and hoarding alcohol, stuff. Yeah, alcohol gel does work. Someone said that at OTF oh. the other day. Orange alcohol like, gel. Alcohol gel doesn't kill a virus. And I was like, I just bit my lip. It does, as long as it's 60% alcohol. Why don't I just pour my Tios? <laughs> like, can I wash? Wait, this is a great idea. Tell Tios, me if I'm wrong. Yes. Okay, so if I pour, like, here's a bowl. Yeah. I pour the Tito's because that's how, what percent. We should be hoarding that. Wait, I, I have a great idea. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then you wash your hands. Someone pours it. You wash your hands and then you collect it. And then you can still drink it because <laughs> it's digestive and your You're digestive right. system is going to kill, right? Two for one deal. <laughs> you got to Go it get yourself right. some Tito's. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I love you. Okay, You're the best. You, girl. Mwah.
All right, you guys. So we wanted to continue the conversation um, with Dr. Heather McGuire. She is our parenting expert, right? Yes. I'm happy to be here and again. We get to hang out again. She's cool. also a doctor, so that's rad. Um, we both come from a place where we um, are concerned with our children in a time of a pandemic. And what we just heard from Dr. Melissa King was that the last time a pandemic like this happened was a hundred years ago. There's a lot of things we don't know. Um, and so I can see how maybe our ability, we don't, we don't know what we don't know. So we don't want that to then transfer to our kids as in, as anxiety or trauma. For sure. For sure. Um, and so because Heather is, you know, a parenting is our parenting ex- expert. Um, I thought it would be cool to like chit chat together. So I'm going to come from a place of like trauma and how we can present this to our kids. Um, I think that has a lot to do with parenting, but yeah. you know, it, just in terms of being a caregiver, also with my background as a special education instructor, how then, you know, you're going to communicate with those with special needs um, about something like this, because listen, everybody's heard about this. Yeah. You know, even, you know, my five-year-old at the preschool, it's closed. So now it's like, you know, I think that the closures of the schools made parents freak out. I don't know if you know this, yeah. but yesterday after school, um, after we got the email that they were going to have a meeting with the trustees of the board of education, yeah. whatever, the everybody was at the supermarket and yeah. they were being total a-holes. <laughs> I was there this morning because it's yeah. Jeremy's birthday, so I was shopping. They apparently they were being so awful. And I'm just thinking to myself, dang it, like this is the model. This is what we're modeling for our kids is panic. Yeah. And what does panic do to the brain? Yeah. Your amygdala is firing and it becomes a traumatic event. And how for sure. our kids our kids are gonna remember, you know, this the situation right. for the rest of their lives. Absolutely. So, so will we. And I mean, I think for sure the whole thing is scary. Everything's unfolding in real time. Mm -hmm. We are all starting to exhibit like compulsive behaviors. We're Mm -hmm. checking the news, checking, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think, you know, preparation and trying to be wise and careful is advised. Mm. But I think that you, you speak know, panic, so much. You speak so much more eloquently than no, I do. I no. love it. This girl, she's got a vocab on her. No, okay. no. So, but preparation. I mean, yeah, preparation rather than panic. And yeah, yeah. I think that. First of all, that doesn't mean that we, you know, aren't informed. That doesn't mean that we don't plan. But mm. I think that we, especially with kids, mm. kids are going to, you know, it's not even just what we say, it's our whole presence and, you know, how, you know, how we're communicating with our nonverbal language mm. to our kids Absolutely. that they're picking up on. And so I think... So you need to get yourself yeah. in check first because For sure. if you're wandering around here like a crazy person, they're feeling the craziness and yeah. then they're getting nervous because you're their protector. You're the one with all the power. They, yeah. They're, they're subject to you. So yeah. listen... It's I'll, a fine line though. Okay. So I would just say one thing. Hmm. It is okay. I think that, you know, we, the I don't want the parents to listen to this or, you know, anybody who's listening to this right now, I don't want you to feel guilty for being nervous. All Mm -hmm. of us are nervous. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's not the point. The point is more to kind of check in with yourself Mm -hmm. and make sure you're doing the things to be, be healthy and not to be in denial. I think that's another thing. It's like some people, their, their reaction is to try to shelter their kids completely, but that can be trauma inducing as well. If, if you're a child and you can tell that 
it's all, you know, crazy. And your your parents are just acting like nothing is wrong. I mean, we see that in like divorce that's homes like, and stuff That's called as well. gaslighting. Yeah. <laughs> to deny someone's reality. Yeah. That's problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. I So I figured we could kind of go through. Yeah. We, we both kind of were brainstorming and thinking of, you know, just listen, if you already have screwed up, like let's say you, yeah, let's say last night you're like, the world is going to end. We're all going to die. I wanted to tell you something. You can, you can fix that. Yeah. Kids are very resilient and you can say in an honest way, Hey baby, last night I was totally freaking out. I I've, I'm, I'm, I'm learning this myself, you know, being yeah. honest and age appropriate, developmentally oh, appropriate, yeah. right? Like, Hey, and you know what? I was, I, I took some time. I calmed down. You know how sometimes you need a timeout and you need to, me too. Like yeah. I needed to have a timeout and calm down. And I realized that everything's going to be okay, that I've got this in place and this in place. So don't think that you screwed your kids yeah, up already and now it's all sure. screwed forever. You for can sure. fix that. You and can I think you can, I mean, just like in any situation, you know, telling them that if you've messed up apologizing, like that, that's, you know, it's not like it's the end of the world. No, so it's a teachable a moment yeah. and you can fix that at, you know, right now. Um, okay. So we're going to talk about, find out what the kid already knows. Now, listen, it's, I'm going to tell Bennett, my five-year-old, a very different story than I'm going to tell Addison, my nine-year-old. For sure. Not just because the ages are so different, but because developmentally they're so different. Now, I say this because uh, as a special education instructor, just because someone's 18 doesn't mean developmentally they're going to understand 18-year-old stuff, right? So let's make sure it's developmentally uh, safe for them. Um, we don't want to give them too much information. It will overload the brain. Then it will m- be completely chaotic and you're going to be paying thousands and thousands of dollars for therapy for these freaking kids <laughs> because they're going to be so <laughs> damn traumatized. So um, make sure that it's developmentally appropriate. Yeah. And we don't there's a fine line between too much information and not enough information. If the kid stops asking questions, let it be. And let them know, hey, you know what? This is what it is. Do you have any other questions? No. Okay. But you know what? If you do have any other questions, check me. I think checking in Mm -hmm. is important as well. And asking, just continuing to ask open-ended questions Mm -hmm. and and listening. It's funny. So like last night, we already had a play date scheduled and uh, kids spent the night at, you know, like a a sibling spent the night at our house Mm -hmm. last night. And it was, it was interesting because, uh, so my son Landon and his friend Kingston, Mm -hmm. like Nate and I heard them talking before Mm -hmm. bed. And they're, they're older. So they're. So Landon is nine, Kingston is eight. And it was so cute because they were talking about the coronavirus. Because of course they were. And they were like, well, my mom bought more food. Did your mom buy more food? And mm-hmm. are you scared? I'm not really that scared. You know, so it was it was a good opportunity. So find, I guess, to be completely pragmatic, find those opportunities, mm. you know, listen in. I could tell from that conversation that he was doing okay. Yeah, you know? I see what you're saying. Yeah, totally. Um, and, I, and don't just ask today ask tomorrow as well, but without, you know, causing, without being an alarmist. If right, you like, it's like a fine line. How are you feeling today, kid? And they're like, well, I was fine, I but was now fine. I'm totally freaked out because you're a psycho. <laughs> yes. um, okay. So, and then offer comfort and honesty. So focus on helping your kid feel safe, but be truthful. So you don't need to offer like, well, we're closing all the schools and all the banks and no more food from the grocery. Let's not do that, but let's, you know, hey, like, and listen, I think it's important to be as honest as we can with ourselves. Honest, the, the, the God honest truth is you don't even know. No, none of Nobody us Nobody really knows. No. So you can say, you know what, honey? I actually don't know. But when I find out, I will tell you. 
Yeah. I think as parents, a lot of times we feel the need to have all the answers. And so, you know, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, when your kids ask you something that you don't know, I think that it's a very good model to them to tell them you don't know. Yes, absolutely. And then to ask, well, what do you think? You know, kind of ask them as well. And then, yeah, but yeah, I think that's a really good point. It's okay you know, not to know and to tell them that you don't. I, as a teacher, I would do that all the time. They would ask the craziest questions. I'm like, you guys, that's a rad question, but I have zero idea. Right. Let me see if I can Google it, you know, but that just shows because you don't really know it all. And it shows the humanity in you that we're just all people trying to figure it out and do the best that we can. And I think just even saying that, Hey baby, you know what? I really don't know, but when I do, I'll let you know. And I just want you to know that you're okay. That yeah. there's nothing to be like upset about. You know, my daughter struggles with anxiety. So yeah. I am very sensitive to this kind of a thing. Yeah. I am very sensitive. So I always say to my kids too, when I tell them things, you know what, this is what we're, this is how we're going to talk about it. And other families might talk about it differently. Um, so it's best maybe if you don't, you and your girlfriend don't talk about the end of the world because maybe she can't handle that, whatever it is. Yeah. It's kind of out of context, but you know what I mean? Like, let's, let's not have, like, let's not, let's tell our kids, Hey, we don't have all the information. Therefore, we're not going to have major conversations with other kids about it because then it becomes world war three. Right. Right. I think, um, kind of just in a simple pragmatic way, reminding your kids of like, you know, they'll feel more safe Mm -hmm. if you tell them in a simple way, well, here's what, here's what we're doing. Here's what we've decided to do as Mm -hmm. a family to help keep you safe, you know? And they're like, oh, why am I not going to school? Well, you know, if, if a lot of people are at schools and it's more likely that people will get sick, you know? So totally, we're just just being careful. I always tell my kids because a lot of times they'll complain about some rule. Mm -hmm. And so I always kind of go back and I say, well, what's my primary job? Like what's my, I don't say primary to my kids. I say, what's my job? What's mommy's job? Mm -hmm. to keep us safe. Yeah. So like, that's a conversation Mm -hmm. that we've had over the years that my job is to keep them safe and I have to make those decisions. And so then, yeah, just telling them, you know, we, we are going to go to less places and we Mm -hmm. are, you know, you know, know, and you could even spin it like this. Like we're actually being very loving because even though I'm not afraid of the illness because my immune system is very good, it's very high functioning and so is yours. And so is yours. There are other people who their immune systems aren't. And so we're being loving because we're, we're, we're doing this for, for, for all of us, not just for, not just what we want, but what's best for everybody. And I think that's kind of a fun lesson to teach I think that's a good point because it's very, so in this specific situation, it's, it can be comforting in the fact that, you know, and, and my kids know this, I'm sure yours do as well, that not very many kids are, you know, getting the virus from what people can tell. Mm-hmm. And even if they are getting it, it's 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 not, you know, it's such a big deal in terms of the symptoms for That's that person. Right. So that you know, is, uh, can be a level of comfort that, you know, it's okay. If you, if you get the, if you get sick, you're going to be okay. I think, you know, totally. so telling them that that kind of silver lining yeah. is comforting, I totally. think, in this present situation. Um, yeah. And then, you know, it, just giving them those things that they can cling to helps them feel less powerless. I think that we start to have this anxiety when we start feeling like we've got no control. So let's try to give our kids something that they can be in control of. So, hey, listen, mommy's to keep us safe. We're going to do this. What is something that you think that we should be doing? Oh, we should wash our hands. Yes, we should. Maybe you can help us remember to wash our hands. You know, get them involved with the whole thing. I think that helps give them some power. 
No, I think that's a great idea. I mean, you could actually, as a family, come up with a list together of a few different Mm. things of, you know, here's things that we can do, you know, and then kind of list them out Mm, and then put them somewhere. And so once the kids, you know, I I like to talk a lot about buy-in. And so rather than me telling my kids, you should wash your hands Mm -hmm. more, which we know if we tell our kids, then they're going to kind of push back. But as they're coming up with some of these things on their own, we get their buy-in and then they're more likely to do it. A hundred percent. And we're going to get to that too, in terms of uh, parenting your kids when you become the homeschool teacher. Yes. Ah! (laughs) Um, Okay. But um, let's, let's turn off the news. Um, we all know the media there. I think that the goal is to give us information, but the outcome is actually complete and utter chaos. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No. So I think some, what some people are doing too. So if you find yourself, um, kind of compulsively checking, let's say social media, things like that, what you might decide to do for a few days is delete those apps. Mm. You know, if, if that's causing you anxiety, um, you know, or, or, or provide boundaries to yourself. Like, okay, I'm going to watch the news once my kids are in bed for an hour and then I'm going to not watch it. And, you know, for now I find if, if you find yourself compulsively checking, let's say you're, Facebook group, mom groups, whatever, and that's not helping you, if it's causing you anxiety, then for now, just delete that. Well, and also don't, you think that you're being like sneaky, doing it on your phone through an app, your kids know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, so they're just watching you, like, they're looking at like the nonverbal cues, like, are you freaking out? Are you, what did just happen? What did you read on your phone? Like, you know, this is a beautiful opportunity to like really actually... Put the phone aside, spend time with your kids, reassure them that they're going to be okay, that we're all going to be okay. Because that's the truth, you guys. The truth is we're going to be okay. Yeah. We're going to be okay. This is not, if you are a healthy individual, you're going to be okay. Relax. Um, And keeping the kid, the conversation going. Um, We we had talked about that. Um, And that, you know, hey, listen, it's normal to feel a little bit stressed out. Yeah. Because we don't really know. And when we don't really know, it makes us feel out of control. And when it, we feel out of control, then we get anxious. And yes. you know that feeling you're feeling? We call that anxiety. Yes. Um, Putting a name to yeah. that. If if you if you see that your kids are experiencing anxiety, um, and they're, they're not going to necessarily talk about it as anxiety. They don't know. So for example, my... Um, you know, you mentioned your daughter struggles with anxiety. My my son from time to time does as well, but it hasn't been a huge issue for him so far, but he does suffer sometimes. Mm-hmm. So more recently when we moved, we had a situation, he was, um, he, he came to me and he's like, mommy, I was in the shower and I just started feeling really guilty. And I don't know why I was feeling guilty because I didn't do anything wrong, but I couldn't get it out of my head. Mm. So I was like, immediately I knew it was anxiety. That it was anxiety. And I was like, Landon, it's okay to feel that way. You know, a lot of people call that anxiety, mm. you know? And he's like, oh, so what I did, and honestly, what I would like recommend the parents out there mm. do is look up specific you know, ways to practice mindfulness with your kids. Mm. Um, There's so many ways. And I know you could probably speak to this, um, Jen, as well. But, you know, one of the ways I've worked with Landon with it is, I'm like, okay, imagine you're at a beach. Mm. Close your eyes. Like, you know, have a few deep breaths. Like, what does the beach smell like? What are the sounds you hear at the mm. beach? To kind of redirect your, yeah, your yeah, anxious to, thinking. You know, to in that moment. And um, actually, it's kind of cool. I've seen Landon use that from mm-hmm. time to time when it's he is feeling It's a great technique. Anxiety. One, you know, last night we were putting Addison to bed and um, she's like, I'm, I'm just scared. 
And what works with her is something that works with me. It's, it's the questioning. Okay. Why are you scared? Because anxiety is normally, it, it's, it's out of nowhere. It, there's, you can't reason with it, right? Why are you anxious? Uh, because people are getting sick. Okay. And what's going to happen if people get sick? Well, then they're going to not feel good. Okay. And then what's going to happen, right? Like to, to rationalize, to get in that like mode of thinking and to rationalize why you don't need to be afraid. You're, you're okay. You're, you're, you're not, maybe it's not feeling scared. You're just feeling a little bit uneasy. Um, just, just kind of questioning, using critical thinking skills to reason out the anxiety, if that makes sense. Because typically anxiety isn't a reasonable Thing. It's not logical. Right. It's just kind of out there. Yeah. So for her, it works to say, okay, and why? And then what? You know, have her go through the steps and then she realizes, oh, wait, there's actually nothing to be afraid of. I'm actually okay. You yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, I think part of it too is telling our kids that it's okay, you know, that they shouldn't, because what starts to happen sometimes is they start to feel guilty for having those feelings. Mm. And, you know, it's okay. It's okay to feel that. A lot of kids are feeling, you know, so kind of normalizing that they're having the feeling. Absolutely. Not denying the feeling. Let's yeah. have the feeling. Let's talk about it. Um, so you're you're thinking, oh, well, this is great, but I don't have any kids. <laughs> like, why? I don't, why, why am I listening to this? Um, let's say you are someone who um, is, has struggled with post-traumatic stress disorder. Let's say you have anxiety yourself or you um, have been through some crazy traumas in your life. This situation might actually bring up a lot. It might trigger a lot of your uneasiness as well. So you might actually be experiencing, you know, um, flashbacks. Um, That's very typical of situations that are perceived as chaotic because this feels very chaotic and very out of control. And those are the same feelings that get brought up when you're talking about certain traumas. So I'm talking to you too, because all of us that have struggled through that, guess what we need to do? We need to parent ourselves. So just like we're parenting these little kids, Jennifer needs to say, hey, Jen, to the little girl, the little girl that's like really nervous, the one that, you know, was traumatized at that age, whatever, you're going to be okay. Let's use all the things we just went through. Have an open discussion with yourself. Tell yourself it's okay to feel this way. Use the information and and don't don't play off of this anxiety reel that's going to take you into no man's land, right? I mean, it's really important to all the things that you would do to make a child feel safe that you do for yourself. It might look different. It might look like going for a walk. It might make be self-care, right? These are all things that you've got to learn. And you know what? Figure it out. I mean, we've all been through some crazy stuff. That's why we do what we do here on this little podcast thing. And it's important for you to use this as a learning experience for yourself as well as other people that you come into contact with. You can either, you know, let this take you down the rabbit hole or you can choose to use the information and the skills that you have or are learning to get yourself in a better place in terms of anxiety and depression and all the other uh, symptoms of traumatic events. I think um, apps out there like um, so I subscribe to Headspace, that mm-hmm. app. Yep. Um, but I think there's also a free app. There's um, Calm. I know Calm. I don't yeah. know if it's free, but... There's a lot of apps for like meditation specifically. And, you know, meditation... And by the way, th- some of those apps have 
things for kids and for adults. Lovely. Yeah. So um, I was actually going to recommend um, yeah. to, to do those things with your kids. Like, exactly. Hey, listen, you're going to have, let me be clear. We're going to be home for at least three weeks around here. Oh, yes. We're going to have plenty of time. Okay. So if we want to teach our children mindfulness, what a perfect way. Hey, mommy's feeling a little bit nervous right now. Um, you know, what really helps me is when I do yeah. yoga, when yes. I do, when I go for a walk, would you guys support me and come with me on my walk? Yes. And yes. then when you're feeling anxious, you're teaching them to say, Hey, you know what? I'm feeling I'm gonna this do way. something about it. And Will you come with me? It's yes. a perfect opportunity. It's it takes intentionality, and yeah. most of us don't yeah. really feel like doing it. But it's important. Yeah, for sure. Another um, on YouTube, they mm-hmm. have uh, that Cosmic Kids. It's yoga for kids. Go, and Go Noodle. Yeah, I that's, haven't heard of that one. Go Noodle. That's um, it's this. It's like the dance moves and the. There's so much out there. I mean, you are talking about this great app. Um. Or this uh, PBS? Yeah. Okay. So if you guys are uh, looking for things to do with your kids, now that a lot of us have our kids home <laughs> for a period of time, mm-hmm. um, PBS in collaboration with Los Angeles Unified School District. Amazing. Yeah. So what they were looking to do, so as as you know, Jen, like schools are obligated to provide an equitable learning environment for all kids. That's and right. so what a lot of schools are doing as they're closing is that they're trying to not necessarily add too many days to the end of the year. Not so like... Praise the Lord. Don't yes. take, don't come after my summer coronavirus. <laughs> yes. Dang it. Oh my goodness. But anyways, <laughs> so what they're doing is because not everybody has internet. Mm. And so at least here in SoCal, they're on the PBS, but I think also then on through PBS's website, mm-hmm. there are, yeah, there are um, age appropriate. So they have it for like the younger kids, the elementary kids, and even the high school kids. They have like academic um, like videos lessons. and mm-hmm. lessons. And then you can go online and they have like worksheets and things that you can do because the number one thing I think is going to be finding kind of like shifting to that conversation is finding structure. I was going to say, what is the one thing that, that uh, helps with anxiety because anxiety is the out of control. Yeah. What brings peace and unity is the structure. Yeah. A schedule. Yes. A so schedule. I don't, I don't know about your kids, but mm-hmm. like my kids thrive on a schedule. I think most I think most yeah. human beings thrive yes. on a schedule. Yes, but we don't always create. Like, and we know, well, because yeah. it takes intentionality. Yeah. But I saw this really cool, and there are so many. Just go on Pinterest and just type in homeschool schedule or something. Yeah. And it's not, listen, my kids wake up at the crack of dawn. Some kids might wake up at, don't be waking these kids, like, you know, let them sleep for goodness yeah. sake. Give yourself a minute. Yeah. But, um, you know, have an hour that is chore time. Have an hour that is um, reading puzzle time. Yeah. Have an hour. You can create something loosely that doesn't have to be so crazy, but yeah. like, hey, now we're having outside time. It doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be crazy, but it's it's a schedule and it's like, oh, yeah. you know what? It's and time. And let your kids help you create it. Kind love of going that. back to yeah, that same that. thing where if you want to get your kids to have buy-in, mm-hmm. let them help create the schedule. Love that. That will be really helpful. But yeah, all those things, you know, um, through like some exercise mm-hmm. if possible, and through some academics. And you know what? If for a period of time, your kids have to have a little extra screen time, give them grace, give yourself grace. Have them earn it. That's okay. Yeah. Hey, you give me me 15 real good minutes of reading, you get five minutes, whatever. And the the thing about doing a more topical or more broad uh, schedule is that you can do the same thing with your 
two-year-old yeah. that you do with your 15-year-old. If we're doing, um, you know, no, no, no screen time, physical activity, the, the two-year-old can watch the thing with you and lift up her arm, whatever it is. Yeah. Like you make it so that you're not having to do 15 different things. Right. Right. You know, if it's, um, if you have a two-year-old, they're they're the one, they're reading their book, you know, pretending they're reading their book. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be so crazy academic. Yeah. We're just we're looking to survive, sure. and you know, and listen, your kids they're gonna like, hey, what do you want to do? We what do you want to you want to bake you want to bake today? We're having cooking class. All yes. right, kids, like yes. you guys want to go on a walk? We're having a nature hike today. Yes. We're gonna All go the homeschooling see. moms are just out there laughing because they're like, I this know. is our life, Isn't that right? Funny? So we get to have a little taste of that. And I I think what a cool experience. Yeah, and here's wow. another here's another cool thing that um people can consider doing. So um a lot of us, if you know, for me at least, um, my mother-in-law lives in a different state. And, um, but she has Zoom on her computer mm. and she has offered to help. So in the mornings, she's going to do some like academic stuff with my kids. Cool. And isn't that so, you know, and because here's the deal, especially for, you know, the population. So they say, you know, if you're in your 60s, you're at risk. A lot of us are parents um, or people, you know, we know a lot of people in that group. And really, social distancing or whatever doesn't have to be like actually isolation, isolation right? right? Even if you are quote unquote isolated. So especially with cameras and technology, Beautiful. so take take advantage of that because there can be a there you know perhaps they they are because they're in the older demographic they aren't able to go out very much so it's going to help your kids and it's going to help that love that. that person absolutely well. there it's all about perception i think i mean at the end of the day you can look at this as dang it this is the worst 3 weeks of my life or it's like, wow, what a cool opportunity. Because it is. It's an opportunity and you get to choose. Um, is there anything that you want to talk about before we close? Yeah. Um, um, I, I, it's funny. So earlier this week, I started to get the notion that life as we know it would be temporarily shutting down. Mm -hmm. So I went, um, I, I no longer participate in the, the MOPS group, mm -hmm. um, Moms of Preschoolers for anybody out there. But um, I decided to just go for this week because mm -hmm. I was like, I need to have a little social interaction because something tells me life might be mm -hmm. changing for mm -hmm. a little while. Mm -hmm. And so um, one of the moms there shared a quote, um, and it's just from, um, who was it from? It was from a movie. Well, okay, so Will Smith said this in a movie, so I don't know if you can say it's Will Smith's quote. It's whoever wrote it, okay. I'm not sure. Okay. But it says, fear is not real. The only place that fear can exist is in our thoughts of the future. It is a product of our imagination causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. Mm. That is near insanity. Do not misunderstand me. Danger is very real, but fear is a choice. Mm. And I thought that was cool because it's not to like, again, shame you if you're feeling afraid. Nope. Um, but it, we all have to accept that, yeah, we're in some ways there is danger out there. Um, and we are going to probably all experience some level of fear. So don't feel guilty about it. But I think that there's power in that, in like trying to decide to focus our energy elsewhere. And yeah. if, I think if we, if you use some of the strategies that we talked about today, mm -hmm. um, you know, you can frame the situation in such a way that fear isn't controlling you mm -hmm. um, as a person, if that makes sense. I, I love it. Yeah. Fear is not the absence of ugh, feeling out of control. It's um, 
Dang it. I totally messed up that freaking quote. See, this is real life, people. Dang it. <laughs> it was a really great quote and it's all about courage and fear. And I'm sure- my, I'm sure it's amazing. I, it's so good. <laughs> Look it up. Google it. <laughs> no, but you know what? Like I, I, I never ever want to make decisions out of fear. Yeah. Um, and I want to make, I want to make decisions off of critical thinking skills and off of truth. And so truth is we're going to be okay. Truth is this is going to be hard for a while, but yeah. truth is we can make this however we want yeah. to make it. And I it. think we can rise to the occasion too. I've seen some really cool things mm-hmm. out there where people who are not at a high risk are offering to help Lovely. those, right? And I think what a way to model to our kids Lovely. In, this, in this type of situation of how we as people can like love Lovely. on other people. Yep. That's the point. Regardless of how, what you believe or your religion, the point yeah. is how can we collectively as a community um, better the lives of each other? Yeah. Yep. So, and I think if you focus on that, then even though we're physically apart, right, then we can still feel like close together. Totally. And I think even finding things like this, like if you're feeling afraid and you need some encouragement, you know, get outside of your brain, go listen to other people who are not as, you know, wrapped up in this stuff as you are and kind of get some perspective. Yeah. And faith communities are going online more so than they ever have. Right. And so, you know, go, go find someone to, to listen to, whether it's a church or whatever you're, whatever you're practicing. Like there's a lot of, um, I think hope connected to faith. And so go, go out and find that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't suffer alone. There's no need. Find yeah. some community, even if it's six feet apart in yes, your social distancing. Yes. I don't know if we're six feet apart, Jen. We're not. We're not. I'm, yeah. taking our, I'm, a, yeah, I'm a risky yeah. person. Uh, I, um, I guess the only other thing I wanted yeah. to add before we go is this. I think that we are all trying to make the best decisions that we can for ourselves and our family. And we need to give each other a little bit of grace. There's going to be people out there who decide that they're going to close the doors to their house and not leave for a week. There's going to be a lot of other people who, with their jobs and everything, they can't do that. And we're all trying to make the best decisions that we can. And so I think communicating with each other, but giving grace mm. um, is going to be really important because yeah, and how about, we're all doing and the best we and can. And let's not talk bad about like your neighbor, like to your kid, like, oh yeah, they are so crazy. They go out and they do all this. They're not even paying attention to the yeah. what the... Whatever is it? Come on, let's like let's it's just all be kind. happening in Relax. real time, and we're all trying to make the best decisions that we. I can. think I figured it out. Courage is not the absence of fear; it's feeling the fear and doing it anyways. Yes, that is the quote. I don't know who says it, but I've heard it before. See, it was in here. It was. It just took a while. Yes. All right. That being said, we just loved that we could come on here yeah. and kind of give some. It's fun to do a podcast collaboration. So, Prism Parenting. This is real. This life is real life with, with Jen Blossom. Yes. Well, because it is like you guys. This is real life. Yes. Like this is really happening. Believe yes. it or not. Yes. Um, all right. And if you need us, you can. You know where to. You, you can contact us. Email yeah. us. All the good deals. Prison yeah. Parenting, Instagram, yes. Yes. Jen Blossom. Um, and yeah, let's hope uh, we'll come back on next week and it's all died out. Yes. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be interesting? Something It'll be tells interesting. me it's going to be a little bit of a road, but that's okay. Well, let's go get some Coronas and some Lysol. Yes. Get it? yes. We could like do a little meme. All yes. right, you guys, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay, bye.